the Portland is home team talks real estate. Whether you live here or you're on your way, Audra and Andrew Galler work hard to welcome you home. They make the whole real estate process attainable, educational, and fun. After all, it is the biggest transaction of your life. The Portland is home team talks real estate. I'm Michelle O'Dell, your host. And now, Audra and Andrew Galler. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Happy April. Happy April. I'm so glad to see everybody. We've got a special guest today. All kidding aside, Realty Works Group, Portland is home team, has some fresh meat in the house. You've got a new person. (laughs) We're going to hear all about Lou Chain is her name. But of course, it's Andrew Galler's Market Minute. What a rush. So exciting. Market Minute. Market is a bit of a tale of two cities. It's just an interesting time in the market. Second part of the show after we do Lou Chain, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to talk about the bifurcation. I just like saying bifurcation. Makes you feel very right. Makes you feel smart. Smart. So smart. Yeah. Five plus years of college. And I only got a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the market mirrors our world at large well in terms of the continued volatility and fluidity of everything. Interest rates are still fluctuating at a pretty good clip up and down. For instance, as we all know, if we go in the Wayback Machine 14 plus months ago or so, interest rates had yet to go above 3%. And then the blink of an eye, or about three months, they doubled. And then since then, they've been fluctuating between up to seven and a half, down to the high fives about a month, six weeks ago. Then they went back up to seven. And now I get, you know, funny aside, we have been calling our preferred lenders relatively regularly, like practically every day. Hey, what's the rate doing today? What to do in today? What to do in today? So now they didn't tell us they were going to do this, but now they just send us a little heat report every day, which I also ignore. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I look at it every day. And one of them is in the mid sixes right now. The other one's like 6%. So word of the wise, the researcheries, researchers out there, y'all know who you are. Shop around, see what you get. And some of it's going to depend on you and, you know, is your credit bad? Has it been adversely affected? Not pointing fingers to the pandemic, but if I were, I might do that, right? Go ahead. Not going to play blame game. Thank you. So a lot of it, I think, has to do with what is going on with interest rates. So having said that, what I'm looking at in my charts today is listings are up, pendings are up, demand and supply are both up. The supply thing, I think, is seasonal. But uh, for instance, right now, comparing March of this year to February, a month ago, homes for sale are up 5.3%. New listings are up 65%. Sold homes are up six and a half. And pending sales, and this is the one I'm most interested in for this conversation, are, are up 42.5% over February. Now, February is a short okay. month. so That makes sense. Now, versus March this year versus last year, there's 47.9, almost half as many homes available. Inventory's up, pretty much up by half. So that's significant. Pending sales are down 35% year over year. Yeah. And new listings are up about 35%. Sold homes are down 42. 
So demand relative to a year ago, and again, at that time, interest rates were just a little bit above three. Supply is up by about half as much. And demand is down by 35%. So whatever fraction that is. But the reality of it is, is that having said that, and those numbers sound a little scary, inventory is only, um, sorry, turning a page here to get to it. Inventory at the end of March is one point uh, is one month on pending sales and 1.2 months on closed sales. So that last March, this is the thing. It's so easy to double a small number. <laughs> I was and just going to say. But, you know, for last year, there was 0.4 months of inventory on pending sales and 0.5 months on closed sales. So some of this is relative. The market's a lot slower, relatively speaking. What we are seeing in the market, though, and this is with beyond the shadow of a doubt, I'm going to caveat what I'm about to say with we are seeing multiple offers for the first time in quite a while okay. uh, since, I don't know, nine months. And in some price points, in multiple offer situations, and that has to do with how few homes are on the market, that part of the conversation, I'm going to stop because we're going to revisit that on the other side of Lou Chain's okay, interview. Perfect. And talk about how hard it is for buyers yeah. right now. The hope I would like to give to buyers are that by and large, we are seeing opportunities for buyers because as we've talked about in episodes past, there's the two one buy downs. There are ways to ameliorate the higher rates and we're not seeing buyers having to throw firstborns at sellers to get a deal accepted, having to waive contingencies and say no repairs. And there's lots of caveats to that. We had a listening last week in a more of a modest price point, uh, more affordable. And they, they did have to do some of that stuff, but it's not like it was. So for buyers, just remember, I think it's a good time. Okay. If interest rates do go down, it's possible the summer could really heat up. And uh, for sellers, there isn't a lot on the market and it's a good time to enter the market. So it's, it's really hard to say it really is going to be contingent upon what happens in the next few months. What's your day-to-day -day like, Audra, as far as being busy? Like, you know, when we first started this, I mean, it was difficult just to even schedule to record these things. What's it like now? It's interesting because the design side has been getting much more attention. And I wonder if it's because people are thinking... I bought my house, I have this percentage rate, and why would we move? So instead, we'll just make this house work better. I just got a call yesterday and I got a call last week saying, you know what, I'm just gonna stay and I'm gonna, will you come over and redo our bathroom? Perfect. So yeah, that's up. And if I can just jump in here, I, I would say that life in general, and I think this is probably has to do with a lot of our buyers as well, is that life in general is stupidly busy all of a sudden. You know, everyone's going to meetings, everyone's back in planes and traveling. Exactly. You know, life's back. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, let's talk to our new person here. I'm very excited. So, Lou mm -hmm. Chain. Lou, first of all, is that your full name? No, I changed my name. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me the story about your name. I was dating a woman named Sarah, and my name was Sarah, and it, that was stupid. <laughs> and then I moved to Portland, and I was like, well, it's a great time to change your name. And yeah. a friend of mine was telling me about her grandfather, who was like old school New York gangster and his name was Lou. And I was like, I don't know. I like it. I'm going to do it straight up. L-O-U Lou Adelaide chain. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So 
what do you do for Andrew and Audra at this point? And uh, what are you hoping to bring to the table for them? What I'm doing is mostly helping Andrew with clients. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into helping buyers, especially find the right home. And because the market is super weird and has been for, you know, eight or nine months, it's a little more intense than it was before. You know, you, you would show a buyer a couple of houses and they would freak out and need to make an offer because everything was going so fast and they were so stressed out. And now there's a lot less urgency. And so a little more work goes into that. So I'm helping a lot with buyers, working a lot of their folks who find us online and just reach out and we're strangers and trying to make us not strangers to, to the new people. Also working with my own sphere and um, doing all the real estate -y things, right? That I was doing okay. before, but but with these lovely folks. What did you do before that? My education is in film. I was a, an actor as a youngster, you know, started off in college to be an actor in New York City. And then I, I uh, went to film school when I moved to Portland. Um, and then I moved to London for film school. And then I came back here and finished it. And I did work in the film industry for a few years, but uh, that was around the 2007-8 crash. And in Portland, the film industry kind of crashed along with everything else. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I bartended here and there. I've done all kinds of wild jobs. I worked at a publishing company. So, yeah. That's exactly what makes a very good real estate person, though, is that you know all kinds of people. You've done it all. You know how to talk to anybody about anything. It makes you a more rich and more interesting person. Because uh, I, yeah. I actually know. She lived in London. She I know. That's London. super cool. I was going to say that was one of the biggest mm -hmm. draws because we all come from a very similar background, which I do also agree that I think it is a background that parlays very nicely into real Absolutely. estate. People person. Yeah. And what, mm -hmm. uh, what would you be doing if you weren't doing real estate? Well, I am a podcaster too, just not currently. So I okay. might start that up again. And, and maybe that is my little side, uh, side, I'm not going to go into what the new one's going to be about. Side hustle. Yeah. side hustle too. Side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So if people have questions, they want to get a hold of you, Lou, how are they going to do that? You can find me at Lou at portlandishome.com. I'm on Instagram at I want to go home PDX. Those are the main two ways I okay, would say. Perfect. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing more and hearing more of you, Lou. Andrew, are we ready to talk about what the hell is going on with the market now? <laughs> I can say that. Definitely. Yeah, it's what? crazy. Well, Sorry. to answer the go question, ahead. what's up with the market right now? One of the many things, one of the main aberrations from the pandemic, thank you, three sub 3% 3 mortgages, is uh, we read an article which stated that a lot of sellers are on strike. And I think that it is very challenging to leave a sub 3% mortgage to get something twice as much the standard of living of anyone contemplating doing that's going to go straight down. And I think anybody with a property refinanced yeah. and the people who didn't just bought their first house, yeah. you know? So all of that to say that the statistics in the market minute and the marketing stuff and all the statistics look pretty strong. However, there's a large segment of the market that for right now seem to be absent. I think a lot of sellers, unless there's some compelling reason, what I really think is uh, during the frenetic market during the pandemic, let's call it April, May, 2020 to like April, May, 2022, I used to say is the exact same market as the crash of 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, only completely different. And what I meant at that time was that during the crash as a buyer, you would have, you know, 
as many houses as you want to see available to go see because they were all on the market. There were no buyers. And as a buyer, you had, you know, the world was your oyster, except for the fact that you had to be okay buying a home in a depreciating market where the, your home was going to be worth less tomorrow than it was the day you bought it. So that was hard for buyers. And what I meant by the exact same, only completely different, is that if you were selling and buying, uh, you had a billion homes to choose from and sellers would have bent over backwards to get your offer, but I couldn't sell your home. Because in some markets, in the upper quartile, there was three years of inventory. And I had sellers on the phone literally crying, like, what should we do? And one conversation I had, I, I said, you know, I don't really know, because if even if we drop your price by a very large number, there's so few buyers. I don't know that it'll matter. I mean, of course it would matter. I just don't know that it would result in a sale in the next one to three weeks. Okay. And then during the frenetic market of the pandemic, this is what I meant when I said it's the exact same, is that as a seller, I'll get you 40 offers because there was so much velocity in the market. But when you go to buy, it's going to be very hard. In hindsight, at the time I was saying it's, it's going to work mm -hmm. out. You know, I had faith, but it always did, but it was harrowing for a seller contemplating buying because there's a very good chance it wouldn't and they would have to leave their house and where were they going to go? So those sellers, a lot of times inventory was constricted by that situation. Okay. okay. And now today I think the market's a lot like that again, only completely different in that uh, it's actually totally different. It's nothing like it because if you put your house on the market, it will sell in a decent amount of time, you know, uh, with a few exceptions right now, we are seeing some multiple offer situations, mm -hmm. but a seller has to price it very competitively to see that if they price it relative to like a neighbor who sold down the street for more, right. it's, there's not that much velocity. We are seeing some sales go quickly and we're seeing a lot that take three to five weeks, some yeah. a few months. And then as a buyer, uh, with the interest rates fluctuating so wildly, they're not stable the rate you get when you talk to your lender and then when time goes by and you find the home, odds are it's changing. You know, you might win the lottery and it went down mm. a point or you might might have gone up a half. And then if you were like this club we call everyone <laughs> and you're already stretching to get the house and now the money's a little bit more than you anticipated because your lender told you this and now it's that and you're mad, but no one can control the world. Mm -hmm. And now you can't really afford that house because, you know, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. So I think there's a lot of sellers who are attached to their very low mortgage interest rate. And those sellers would be buyers mm -hmm. who are also the same person <laughs> and absent yeah. in the market. So there's fewer buyers because they're held hostage by their mortgage, their ridiculously low mortgage rate. And so the article that we were reading was just saying, you know, sellers are on strike and those sellers are buyers and vicious circle ensues. Mm -hmm. I don't, I see a lot of homes listing again that sold in 2020. So it's interesting because I think you're absolutely right. People are scared to put their home on the market and then be in this different interest rate. But I also see a lot of people who are selling and I think it's because a lot of people bought so yes. quickly and were unhappy with the choices they made. That's, that's part of it potentially. You know, obviously people move for a million reasons, but I'm curious if you have any theories about that. Well, I don't I, I will share my experience with you that I, during the whole pandemic, I felt that I had never seen in 22 years of doing this, I've never seen so many people put their home on the market within a year 
up to two, three years that I have during this stretch of time. Mm. And so my theory on it is that never before have people's lives been so fluid and volatile. For instance, in the beginning of the pandemic, the CEO of Zillow said, we're in the midst of the great reshuffling. Like personally, we had four plus people needing to be on a Zoom call now for whatever reason. We chose to live in an insanely large house before we even had kids. So we were okay. We didn't need to move for that, you know, but a lot of people, I mean, during, you know, like our lives now are like they were before the pandemic when 30% of our lives are spent sleeping. Mm -hmm. Another 30% of our lives are spent not in our house, whether you're at school or work. And then then it was like 20, you know, 130% of your life is spent in your blippity blip house, man. I was having to make three plus meals a day. And then I'd have to have like an anxiety attack going to the grocery store. It's like, I'm going to, here we go. People going to catch my death again. God, you're making me feel like, so can you just check? We're out of that phase. Oh man. It was rough. Uh, Ugh. So what, okay. So some, you know, nice young couple calls y'all right now and says, I want to buy a house. What would you say to them? If, you know, that we don't have a big budget. Uh, interest rates are high right now. What, what do you tell people? This is what I say. And this is what I've always said though. If you're thinking of buying a home and you might be selling in the next six to 36 months, don't oh, buy. Right. And that has nothing to do with today's market per se, but with the aberrational market exception of those two years during the pandemic where we did have clients buy and sell in two years and get out with quite a bit of money because who has ever seen 20% appreciation across the board like we did in 2021? Nobody. You know, that was crazy and probably once in our lifetimes. Although we've had so many once in 500 year weather events lately that I hesitate to even do that anymore. Okay, fine, whatever. But I would say that if if I had to guess, I, I really do believe that we're in a bit of an opportunity zone because when we bought our first, some of our first real estate was when the, you know, everyone says, oh, where's the appreciation going to be the highest? I'll tell you where. It's going to be where there's gunfights and drug deals. Yeah. Okay. It's in the junk part of town. You know, it's easy to double a low number. It's really hard to double a very large number. Obviously, um, tongue in cheek and being facetious only to make the point, but you know, only a little. So when the things aren't going well, the counterintuitiveism of things isn't, you know, we've been well served doing that. So right now for buyers, there just isn't a lot. There are exceptions, but by and large, there's not 40 offers on a house. No one knows the future, least of all me. So I hesitate to be too confident in what I'm saying, but if interest rates do go down and everyone's predicting they are, and they either will or they won't. I don't know. But if they end up in six months going down a point, point and a half, I'd be shocked if demand did not accelerate and pick up a lot because I do believe in my heart of hearts, there's a ridiculous amount of deferred activity due to the issues we just spoke about, about people being held captive by their interest rate Mm -hmm. and people just on strike, sellers who are buyers, So that's what I think. I think that if someone said that to me, I said, if your horizon for selling is five plus years, I don't see how you could lose in Portland. And that's my two cents. I Hmm. hear the expression, marry the house, date the rate. I think 
the reason that expression came back so hard is because right now you can get into a house as a buyer, right? It was so hard. I mean, it was brutal. It was, it, you know, your heart breaks for buyers in that market we just went through. And right now you can get into a house and people are dragging their feet a lot. And, and I really worry. Mm -hmm. I do worry that if the interest rates drop another point and a half, we are going to be right back there where people are fighting each other for houses. And Get into a house while you yeah. can, because if you are, as Andrew says, if you're staying put for five years, it is hard to lose in this area, you know, and yes, refinance when you can do something on the road, but you're going to get so much more. First of all, you have time, mm -hmm, right? Exactly. You have time to shop for a home. You have time to decide. You're not deciding. You don't see a house for 10 minutes and then write an offer. And the next day you're in contract and you don't even remember what the bedrooms look like, you know? <laughs> so you have time right now, get yourself sorted yeah. and, you know, maybe get some repairs done from the seller mm -hmm. in this moment yeah. and then come back two years later, talk to your lender if they're, if the rates are better. Well, also we're seeing, like you mentioned earlier, two, one buy downs, which we've discussed before, where the seller pays the buyer's interest for two years, the first year, two points lower than they lock in second year, one point. So you've got 25 months of runway. Yeah to hope that rates go down, which if inflation gets tamed, there's no reason why they wouldn't from everything right. I read. Exactly. We, we do have a lot of buyers who are checking out because they want to see what the market's going to do. The thinking that they're using to do that makes a lot of sense. Like I totally get it. And I don't blame them because of so much uncertainty. I think in every facet of our lives right now, especially in real mm -hmm. estate, and the concern, though, from my th thought process is that I really hope that they don't wish they had struck when they had the opportunity and activity was low. And we are seeing a lot of sellers, even in these multiple offer situations, by the way, agreeing to really big, con relatively speaking, to the last two and a half, three years, concessions. Mm -hmm. No one's balking at repairs, you know, normal repairs and, and a little mm -hmm. more. Because those sellers are also scared. They don't, you don't want to go back out. So it's, it's not a bad time to be on the market if you can stomach the rate mm -hmm. and gamble that the rates will come down. Okay. Anything else? Just been a real pleasure getting to yes. know Lou over the last two months that um, we've had her on board and she's just sort of fit mm -hmm. right in. I, I mean, I really, I mean that yeah. a lot. It's just been a really great addition to our team to help Super us grow. Super grateful to have yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really grateful yeah. to have found you guys. It's yeah, a, I agree. It is yeah. a good fit. The Portland is home team is bigger and better than ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I'm comfortable with these guys because the other day Andrew came in with an idea and I shot him down immediately in front of the entire team. <laughs> yes. Oh, it that was is... an old man idea. I was like, no, uh-uh. Was I mean, See? I didn't think so. But you need to know. know. You need exactly. to know. All right. Well, we will talk to you again very soon. In the meantime, enjoy the spring. Thank you. You too, Michelle. Ciao. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Portland is Home Team Talking Real Estate Podcast. For more info about Audra and Andrew, finding your next home, or selling your current home, visit their RealtyWorks website at realtyworksgroup.com. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
for help with your podcast, find us at Modcast Productions or modcastproductions.com. Modcast